One of the many great pleasures of filling in for Michael Smirkanish, uh, not the least of which is getting to work with his terrific team, is I also get to spend a little time on things other than politics, the White House, Congress, and Trump. Uh, and so we are indulging ourselves with a discussion of Atlas Obscura. If you're not familiar, get familiar. Joining me in studio now, David Plotz is CEO from Atlas Obscura. He's a longtime Washington journalist. You might know his work from Slate. He also worked at City Paper. Uh, he's He's been around in the trenches a long time. Uh, left Slate, I believe, to work for Atlas Obscura. He's here to tell us about it. We're going to talk about it. And a little later on, we're going to take your calls about... We're going to be looking at some offbeat places you've been to around the world or would like to go. So be thinking about that. David, welcome. Thank you, Julie. It's great to be here. It's really great to have you. And So tell us about the Atlas. Atlas Obscura is a guide to the world's hidden wonders, a guide to the unexpected, unusual, strange, magnificent places that might not be in a guidebook, a traditional guidebook, uh, but which deserve to be known because they're magnificent or bizarre or have an incredible history. And so we've collected, we and our community of users have collected 14,000 of those places. That's a number that grows every day. We keep adding to it. And it's, it's a way for you to find something wonderful to see that might be around the world or it might be around the corner from you. And we also take people on trips to those places, too. Uh, the website, atlasobscura.com, is a place where you can lose yourself for hours just clicking on the map, clicking on destinations. And I admit I've stayed up really late looking at uh, finding and discovering weird places I'd never heard of. Um, and it's fascinating. And and you came out with a book, too, called An Explorer's Guide to the World's Hidden Wonders. And a colleague of mine, Olivier Knox, who hosts a show here I called... I just the... ran into him oh, yeah, on my elevator. Right, Olivier. Uh, he is a kid, around 11 years old, and he gave the book to his kid, and they loved it so much. And it reminded me of when you're young and the world is a place that's full of wonder and full of mysteries. And uh, you remember probably, uh, we're about the same age, like Ripley's Believe It or Not, exactly. right? All that exactly. stuff. Yeah. And, and it just filled you with this excitement about things that were unknown. And then you get a little bit older and you realize like every single place has been turned into a resort community, right? And you feel like there's nothing left to discover. And what Atlas Obscura is such an important reminder of is there is still a lot of, of wonder in the world. That you have said it more beautifully than I could. That's exactly what we are trying to do, and it's exactly that sense, that childhood sense, that that the world is stranger and more wondrous. And I myself, I mean, my own personal kind of uh, Atlas Obscura uh, journey began with just that kind of experience, which is that I was out um, for a walk in the woods and in here in Washington D.C. in Rock Creek Park off of Military Road, and you take this small path. And then there's a little unmarked path to the left, and you go 50 meters, 50 yards. I won't use meters. You're 50 <laughs> yards. You're so Euro. It's 50 <laughs> yards into the woods, and you're in deep, deep woods. And all of a sudden, there's this moat and these earthen walls that rise 20 feet above you. And you climb up on these earthen walls, you realize it's a ring of walls. And if you do a little bit of research, you realize... This is Fort DeRussi. This is a Civil War fort. It's in the middle of the forest in Washington. No one goes to see no it. Signs, no signs. No, it's not a tourist site. It's not a tourist site. It's all. It's listed. If you look on the National Park Service website, like they acknowledge this fort is there. It's not. It's not completely secret, but it's effectively secret. I grew up a mile from it and didn't know it was there. And it and it had this role in a crucial world, uh, crucial Civil War battle. And it now just sits kind of empty and it's a magnificent place and to to have that sense that this is around the corner for me i didn't know it 
was wonderful. That's really, really exciting. And is that part of the Atlas now? It is. I added it. It was the first thing I added to Atlas Obscura because users can add things to Atlas Obscura. That's another fascinating thing about it. It is uh, sort of crowdsourced. That's right. Well, you know, we are, you know, we're a company based in Brooklyn, and so we have the the forty or so people who work for us. But but we don't know the whole world. There are places in in Chiang Mai, Thailand. There are places in Japan in in Malawi that we don't know. And so to get our users to contribute, it we never. I certainly never would know about. Uh, like the gates of hell. Do you know about the gates of hell? This is one of my favorite places in Atlas Obscura. Never would have heard of it. So in the mid-1970s, Soviets were drilling in Turkmenistan, which was then part of the Soviet Union. And they had a, they were doing a natural gas drill, uh, drilling expedition. And they punctured the top of this cavern, uh, of natural gas cavern. And their drilling rig fell into a hole that, that had been created by their drilling. And there was this gas leaking out. So they're like, what can we do? And they're like, well, we better burn the gas off. So they lit it on fire. So they lit this natural gas leak on fire, figuring out oh, it'll burn off shortly. It didn't burn. It's been burning for 45 years in the desert. And it's this space that's like this. It's a bowl the size of a football stadium that's on fire in the middle of the desert. And you can see it from 50 miles away glowing. And a few years ago, the president of Turkmenistan was going to they were going to put the fire out. We're going to like, cap it. We're going to cap it. And then the, the tourist board was like, don't cap it. This, this, <laughs> is, become, this is become an attraction. <laughs> and it's just, you see a picture of it and you're like, wow, I want to go there. I want to have a picnic at the gates of hell. <laughs> That's amazing. Tell us about some of your other favorite spots. Um, <clears throat> other favorite spots. Okay. I there's uh, People ask me like, well, well, you know, something like the Eiffel Tower going to be an Atlas Obscura. And I'm like, no, the Eiffel Tower is not going to be an Atlas Obscura. Everyone knows about the Eiffel Tower. But if you go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, it turns out that Gustav Eiffel built himself a secret apartment for himself. He built himself a crash pad, and he used to bring up people to entertain them. He had, I think he famously had Edison come up and visit with him <laughs> at the top of the Eiffel Tower. And so the secret apartment at the top of the Eiffel Tower would be an Atlas Obscura. So that's a that's a, another favorite one. Um, another favorite one is um, in the middle of the jungle in Indonesia, is a gigantic abandoned church, like uh, as big as this building. You like know, a Christian big. church? Um, it's it's a church of all faiths, mm-hmm. and it's shaped like a chicken. It's <laughs> And you see the pictures. You see the picture like, no, what's going on? It's this huge chicken. It's just magnificent. It's huge. Well, I mean, who among us, you know, vegetarians excluded, do not worship the chicken? Um, right, and it's or you, maybe you fear the chicken. I don't know, but it's it, and it's you, you you look at the pictures like the world is too strange. It's too wonderful. <laughs> so that's another one which I would love to go visit. I haven't been to. And then there are sort of more m- mundane ones. There's there are, um, uh, in 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 New York. There's uh, in the in the middle of downtown Manhattan. There's a room about the size of of uh, you know a mid sized apartment. Um, on the second floor of a building in, in, in the center of the city, probably some of the most valuable real estate on the planet. And this room is filled waist high with dirt. As an, and it was, it's, it's called the New York Earth Room. And if you go there, it's open to the public. You go up, and it's, it's one of the most calm places you'll ever be because the earth dampens the sound of the traffic. It smells like nature because they keep it slightly damp. They keep the, the earth slightly damp. And... It's well, just weird. It's what's like, the why? purpose of it? It was a German, German art project. Of you know, course, not surprisingly, right, of course, of course. some German guy <laughs> like I would. I'd like to create an art project. It's, I would build some. It's uh, his uh, art, it's a, and it, but it's it's actually 
it's very soothing. It's a it's a place where if you're having a bad day in New York, you're like, oh, it's too sweaty, it's too smelly, I'm overwhelmed, and you go up there, it's just calm, and strange and lovely. And I I've been there several times, and every time I go there, I feel a sense of real <laughs> solace and peace. My guest is David Plotz. He's CEO of Atlas Obscura. You can find Atlas Obscura online at atlasobscura.com. We're going to be taking your calls on some of the offbeat places you've been or would like to go. I certainly hope you'll check out Atlas Obscura online. They also do some trips that we're going to talk about and local excursions. Um, Tell me, who is Atlas Obscura for? Atlas Obscura is for all your listeners, first of all. No, but Atlas Obscura is for anyone who likes to explore at all, anyone who wants the sense that... I think I think the, one of the, the reasons why um, our founders started it, I'm, I'm the CEO, but I didn't found it, but the reason our founders started it uh, was this belief that travel had become kind of homogenous, that too many people would take, they'd take the same cruise, or they they if you they go to New York, they'd see the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building, blah, blah, blah. And that actually when you get the chance to look around, there's so much more variety and so much more weirdness and wonder if you just give your, make yourself open to it. And, and so it's, it's both for, if you're on a, like, let's say you're taking a trip, you're, you, maybe you're going to go take a trip to Los Angeles. It's your next vacation. And you, and you think, I don't want to just go to Universal Studios. I don't want to just see a Hollywood sign. What are four things I can do that are unusual? I want to find the secret Japanese village. Yeah. Find the secret Japanese village. Exactly. And so it's for people who are traveling and it's also, uh, and I, this is how I use it, which is that I feel like I'm really familiar with my hometown of DC, uh, but every week I'll, you know, go out with my kids and we'll find some place that we've never been, some new place that's different and unusual. And it's a chance to feel that the place that is even most familiar to you actually has depth and surprises. richness and surprises that you didn't know about. Are your kids into it? How old are they? They are into it. My kids are, uh, how old are they? Nine, 15, and 17. So two at least are slightly eye rolling you, but the nine year old is game. Yeah, well, actually, the seventeen year old's very game. The seventeen year old will <laughs> is happy to go on expeditions. The nine the nine year old actually eye rolls. <laughs> the fifteen year old doesn't speak. That's fantastic.